0: GPS recalculating. GPS recalculating. GPS location found. Ah, uh, yes, now... That's odd. Where? How did you get... It appears that your audio device encountered some technical difficulties. Our sincerest apologies for any inconvenience this may have caused. Now let's see. Right, I knew everywhere. Of course I did. Memory, 1870, Elihu Vedder, Oil on Mahogany Panel. Memory is, at first glance, a serene depiction of the sea from the shore. The rippling crests of the waves occupy about one third of the painting, stretching from where they lap against the sand in the foreground to where they meet a cloud filled and darkening sky along a distant horizon. But it is these clouds that dominate the upper half of the image, drawing the viewer's eye. And through them, Vetter dexterously plays with light and shadow. The uppermost clouds are more sparse, and the barest hint of blue sky peaks through a gap between them. The sunshine that escapes from those openings illuminates the water closest to shore, its color a lighter, brighter blue than what is found in the rest of the image. The horizon and the clouds above it are, respectively, a dark line and a billowing mass. No ships can be seen out on the water not even the most distant or indistinct of outlines, most likely because of those clouds, heavy and ominous. As mentioned before, the captured moment is serene. The water is calm and no wind rages. But it is unclear whether the amassing clouds and the darkness of the scene are the aftermath of a great storm, or the harbinger of it. Whether the weak sunlight is emerging after terrible strife and tempest below, or if it is the last vestige of warmth before the open sea descends into the chaos of wind and rain and the violent swell of the water as it gorges itself upon that which the sky rains down. No one knows for sure. No one, perhaps, except for the ghostly, ethereal face that silently watches from within those heavy, angry clouds. Its features are faint, easily missed among all the exquisite and realistic detail of Vedder's work. Just the suggestion of a mouth, the subtle curvature of a nose, and two dark and infinite eyes staring straight out at you. Was that a shudder? A cautious step back from the painting? Vedder titled this piece Memory. But whose memory? His own, perhaps? The deeper meaning known only to the man who created it? Or maybe it's the memory of the sea ancient beyond all comprehension for all of the world's memory comes from there after all all life that has ever existed on this small and inconsequential planet began in the unknown depths of the world's oceans and so much that is yet to be known still lurks waiting in the deep waiting to become a part of our collective memory or perhaps it is the memory of that ghostly visage With its dark and penetrating eyes, perhaps it sees, and knows, and remembers. Attention Godfrey guests, please note that the second architecture tour of the day has been postponed, as the first tour's whereabouts are currently unknown. Some patrons have reported last seeing the group viewing the Roman columns to nowhere out on the lawn. These columns stretch up, up, up into the sky, into the clouds even, if recent studies are to be believed. Some even say that they are still climbing toward the heavens, never stopping in their ascent until the earth is destroyed from the sun's inevitable death and the ending of all that we know. Other guests claim to have last seen the group making a pit stop in the Godfrey's cafeteria at the coffee cart. According to these patrons, the guide for the architecture tour struggled to fit under the coffee cart's awning, given the size of their ceremonial headpiece. Let this be a reminder to both our staff and our patrons, but mostly our staff, to sufficiently caffeinate before embarking on a tour. And yet another group of guests insist that the tour group was last seen exploring the levitating platforms located on the ground floor of the East Gallery. They say that they know this because the tour guide was yelling at someone who was climbing up onto the platforms and then got stuck, or appeared to get stuck. It's unclear, for the tour guide glared at the gawkers, reminded them that it is rude to stare, and the guests in question promptly left the scene. No further witnesses have come forward with information. Please stay tuned for updates. Fireflies, 1914, Hugh Connolly, Oil on Canvas The story behind this painting is as lovely as the artwork itself. After meeting Annabelle Godfrey at one of his earliest exhibitions and passing much of the evening in conversation with her, Connolly became smitten with the young art aficionado. He knew that the way to her heart would not be the usual trappings of courtship, and so he created this painting for her, accompanied by a letter declaring his intention to woo her, should she be amenable to it. The letter, later discovered among Annabelle's personal effects, read, Please accept this humble painting as a token of my affection, my dear Miss Godfrey. And if I may be so bold, I wish to request the privilege of your time and companionship Your wit, intellect, and passion for all things beautiful have sparked an amorous flame within me. It is my dearest hope that you reciprocate those feelings. But if not, I shall be disappointed, yet nevertheless understand and respect your wishes. In either regard, I truly hope that you enjoy the painting which I have sent along with this letter. You inspired its making, and so it belongs to you. Annabel told him he was a fool, but a lovable one, and thus began the first of the many love affairs in her long and adventurous life. But back to the painting before you. Connolly possessed a deep love of the natural world. As a matter of fact, he had a crucial hand in the design and creation of the gardens here at the estate, and nearly all of his paintings are of scenes out of doors. Fireflies is no exception. It depicts a beach at dusk, with the yellow sphere of the sun just about to kiss the line of the horizon before fading as it always does from the world. Yet the focus of the scene is a mason jar in the foreground, lying on its side in the wet sand of the shore. Dozens of fireflies flit to and fro within the jar, the light that they emit a miniature reflection of the setting sun in the distance. It is unclear how the jar full of fireflies came to rest in this spot. Connolly never said if this was the painting of an imagined still life or an actual scene that he either posed or happened upon. But it is easy to picture a child or a group of children abandoning their game of hunting for fireflies at the close of day, no doubt called back from the water's edge by a parent beckoning them to the evening meal. The sky is cloudless, and the golden glow of both the fireflies and the sun gives the impression of warmth in the air and a cool breeze blowing in from across the water. Or, perhaps, the Jar could have floated to shore. Maybe against all odds, it and its cargo survived a journey across oceans and the teeming depths that they contain. Brilliant spheres of light, buoyed up above a nameless and unknowable expanse. All to find its way into your hands, just at the fall of night. This notion brought Annabelle an immense amount of solace, particularly after Connolly's mysterious disappearance a few years after the completion of the museum. He went for an evening stroll through the galleries, as he was often wont to do, saying hello to his own creations and to their neighbors, as he called it. He never returned. The confirmed witness accounts of his last known whereabouts placed him, well, not too far from where you now stand. How odd. How odd. Thank you for listening to The Godfrey Audio Guide. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Nicole Knudsen, with sound design and editing by James Ferrero. Enjoying your trip to the estate? To keep up with The Godfrey, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Godfrey Guide, or visit our website posted in the show notes below. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you're interested in becoming a sustaining member of the show, make sure to visit our Patreon page patreon.com slash the godfrey audio guide in addition to our various membership tiers you'll also find full episode transcripts for any who wish to read them until next time friends see you back at the museum